Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Blaze Radio Network. And now, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. Americans are just a little bit safer today, thanks to the U.S. Customs and Border Protection officers who stopped a woman trying to enter the United States of America with 100 pounds of undeclared cheese. How dare she? Okay, how dare she? Now, she was an American. Uh, She was from Albuquerque. And she was trying to enter Texas from Mexico. Okay. She declared that she had 10 wheels of cheese. But when the officers inspected her car, (laughs) they found an additional 50 wheels of undeclared cheese hidden under blankets in the back row of the vehicle. So this contraband cheese is no longer available in America. All right. It was seized and destroyed. And the woman received a $1,000 civil penalty. So we can all breathe just a little bit easier knowing that this undeclared cheese contraband did not make it into the United States of America. Now, they claim that, you know, it's okay to bring, uh, you know, a few wheels into the U.S., but not 60. Uh, No way. (laughs) so i mean if you have 60 wheels that's a commercial quantity and so additional reporting requirements would apply but thankfully they caught it and destroyed it and we don't have to worry about it so just know that if you're thinking about going to mexico and then coming back into the united states with 60 wheels of cheese (laughs) and you don't declare it yeah uh, you're going to be busted and the cheese is going to get destroyed. So just breathe a little bit easier that this did not make it into the United States of America. Welcome. Welcome to Chewing the Fat. We have some big controversy in the chess world. I don't know if you've heard about this, but uh, on September 4th, the world champion Magnus Carlsen was defeated by 19-year-old American Grandmaster Hans Niemann at the uh, Signenfeld Cup Tournament in St. Louis. $350,000 was the prize money. Pretty sweet. Uh, Carlson, whose loss to the inferior Niemann, came as a big shock. And he withdrew from the tournament and suggested on a Twitter post that Niemann had cheated. Other big names in the sport declared Niemann's play sus. An online chess giant, chess.com, banned him from the site over this and other cheating allegations. Now, Neiman uh, said, hey, uh, (laughs) I didn't cheat. And if you don't believe me, I'll play naked to prove it. Okay. (laughs) Other chess pros have defended him saying, hey, these allegations are a a witch hunt. So the chess world is in chaos right now. Now, it's 
theorized that Neiman got his hands on Carlson's game plan ahead of time and could anticipate his surprise opening. Other uh, hypotheses alleges that Neiman linked wireless anal beads to a computer to alert him to the correct moves by vibrating. (laughs) So, I mean, I don't know what's going to happen in the chess world, but this is, uh, you know, turning the chess world upside down. It's because of that theory that he said, hey, I'll play naked and prove that I didn't have wireless anal beads linked to a computer. (laughs) That is so good. So good. But the chess world is, you know, on fire now and it's in chaos. So, you know, let's hope that, uh, you know what, you know what? Let's play naked. Let's have some naked chess happening in my life. Okay. I'm going to watch. I'll tell you that. I don't know for how long, but I'm going to tune in. I mean, make it pay-per-view. Let's pay-per-view Naked Chess just for the just for the fun of it. Just for the fun of it. Okay, here's a story that I had sent to me that I don't believe is real. <laughs> I don't believe it. I just, I don't believe it's real. Okay, it's a great story. And if it's real, holy cow. But I just, I find it difficult to believe. Okay, so a farm owner from Shelbyville, Indiana, transported to the hospital in critical condition. And he was uh, uh, admitted with an extremely agitated hen more than half buried in his rectum. So about 1130 at night, Shelby County paramedics were called to answer a medical emergency concerning a serious accident involving a farm animal, which, you know, was rather frequent in this rural area. Upon arriving on the site, they found 57-year-old Christopher Adams inebriated, bloodied, and naked in a hen house on a hen house floor with a loudly clucking five-pound chicken sticking out of his rectum. Rectum? Darn near killed him. And in this case, it's true. The paramedics briefly tried to remove the agitated bird from its uncomfortable position, but to no avail, and decided to transport Mr. Adams and the bird to the hospital so they couldn't get the chicken out (laughs) so they got him to the hospital and the doctor uh extracted the bird with a seven hour surgical intervention both the man and the animal would have died if they had waited longer so it's good that they acted when they did because you don't want the bird dying of that. The bird was dying of suffocation, and it had already uh, badly lacerated uh, Mr. Adams' bowels in a desperate attempt to get out, and was still gashing at it like crazy. <sniffs> the hen was finally extracted around 7.30 in the morning, suffering only minor physical injuries from the ordeal. Thankfully, the hen was okay. Mr. Adams, however needed seven blood transfusions and more than 780 stitches. It's a miracle, said the doctor, that both the farmer and his animal are still alive. (sighs) They still do not know how the bird 
got stuck in there. The doctor said, I don't really know. Uh, both of both getting it out was so complicated and damages damaging that I can't imagine that getting it in could have been any fun either. And again, the doctor reiterated what a miracle it was that both the man and the animal survived. They still are investigating now the Shelby County Sheriff's Department and the American Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals have both launched investigations on the incident. Now, I know what you're wondering. Hey, what happened to the chicken? Well, the chicken is in custody of the ASPCA, the American Society for Prevention of Cruelty to Animals, uh, for the duration of the investigation, and we'll treat it for any possible symptoms of a post-traumatic syndrome. Yeah, you don't want the chicken, you don't want that hen suffering any PTSD from this particular incident. If true, which I find very difficult to believe. Now, there's a picture of a man who they, I'm guessing they believe is uh, Mr. Adams, Christopher Adams, the 57-year-old man. He looks as though he's uh, one of the pictures from uh, My 600-Pound Life, uh, people. I don't know that. I don't even know if it's him. They're just, uh, they're just, there's a picture of a guy in a hospital bed. <laughs> I just, I was just assuming that it's him. <laughs> I'm assuming that it's Christopher Adams. But uh, I don't know that it is. And I don't know if that's the guy that had the hen stuck in his butt, but I'm sorry, in his rectal cavity. But uh, thankfully, thankfully, if true, they're both alive and they're both safe and they're both being treated and the investigation is ongoing. However, just let me say, I do not believe that this story is true. (laughs) I kind of want it to be. But then again, I don't. All right, let's go to the break room. I need something cold to drink desperately. Get one for yourself too, would you? So good. I was told that it's National Cheeseburger Day today, too, so we might have to celebrate that as well. We have the uh, Emmys coming up tonight. For those of you listening live, today is the 12th of September, 2022. Wow. 9-12-2022. <sighs> Seems like forever ago when uh, it was 9-11. Uh, I mean, 21 years ago. Wow. Amazing. Anyway, uh, you know, it's a... <laughs> Good time to remember that for sure. Uh, some, you'll, if you were alive, you will never forget it. That's for sure. And you shouldn't forget about it, even if you weren't alive. Wow. So much has changed in those 21 years for everyone. I mean, there's been at least two, three lifetimes in that 21 years. Just incredible. So uh, just remember, and this is something that you can remember today on 9-12-2022, that uh, the year 1970 and 2022 are as far apart as 1970 and 1918. Just something to think about from chewing the fat, that's all. I'll tell you one thing they didn't have in 1918, and that is moinkbox.com. That is for sure. Did you know that 60% of U.S. pork production comes from one company 
owned by the Chinese and their hogs are given something called ractopamine, which is banned in 160 countries, including China. Yet you find it in your grocery aisle every day. There's a better way. And let me tell you about Moink. That's Moink Moo Plus Oink. Moink delivers grass-fed and grass-finished beef and lamb, pastured pork and chicken, sustainable wild-caught Alaskan salmon straight to your door, and they are amazing. Moink farmers farm like our grandparents did, and as a result, Moink meat tastes like it should because the family farm does it better. The Moink difference is a difference you can taste, and you can feel good knowing you're helping family farms stay financially independent as well. Choose the meat delivered in every box, like ribeyes, to chicken breasts, to pork chops, to salmon fillets, to bacon, uh, and much more. Plus, you can cancel any time. I mean, I, I am such a fan of the Moink box meat. When it comes, it's just, uh, it's just a happy time to be able to open it up and see what you've got. Plus, the bacon is awesome. It's probably, I mean, it is the best bacon I've ever had. I mean, Shark Tank, Kevin O'Leary, Shark Tank host Kevin O'Leary, called Moink bacon the best bacon he's ever tasted. Um, he's correct. Uh, I agree with Kevin. And uh, <laughs> uh, Ring Doorbell founder Jamie Simonov jumped at the chance to invest in Moink. That was a good move on his part. Uh, moinkbox.com keep American farming going by signing up at moinkbox.com slash jeffy right now listeners to this show are going to get free filet mignon in every order for a year that's one year of the best filet mignon you'll ever taste but it's for a limited time so go to moinkbox.com slash jeffy right now Moink, M-O-I-N-K, box.com slash Jeffy. That's moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. Plus, one of the fun things that happens is when you uh, open up the Moink box, you get to uh, stand there and look at this gorgeous meat that has just arrived at your house. And you're going to say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. I mean, they guarantee it. So it's going to happen. You're going to pull that meat out of that box and you're going to say, oink, oink, I'm just so happy I got moinked. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. Do that right now. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. Don't forget, listeners to this show right now, get a free filet mignon in every order for a year. It's for a limited time, so go there now. Moinkbox.com slash Jeffy. So Jennifer Lawrence uh, is whining again about only making $25 million for her role in the movie that she's starring in that's coming up. I think it's called Don't Look Up. Uh, she's, uh, you know, why, she did an interview with Vogue. I have not read or heard or watched this interview with Vogue yet. I will because I want to share it with you because she is a uh, whining that, uh, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio made $5 million more than I did. And you know, that's just, I'm just not going to get paid as much as that guy because of my vagina. <laughs> uh, no, Jen, uh, that's not it. Sorry. Uh, sorry to disappoint you. She even said this as much in an interview a couple of years ago. 
where she was saying, look, I know that Leo brings more to the, more to the box office than I did. So, you know, I get it. It's fine. But yeah, that's why, uh, Jen and both of you could bring in a bunch of money. Plus it's really difficult to feel sorry for somebody whining that 25 million wasn't enough. And I know I get it. Look, I understand the process. So, you know, if you're worth more than what you're getting paid, you absolutely can be upset about it, but you agreed to it. So don't do the part. Don't do the part and then whine about it. So I just, it's just really difficult for me to, to like Jennifer. And I want to, I, I, I don't know why I want to, but I do, but she has turned into this agonizing human. And so it's tough to feel sorry for her. I know Jen, I know, I know Leo made more money than you in that last movie thing you did. And now you're only making 25 million. And so, you know, I, it's tough. I know it's tough. So people are struggling all over the world and I can understand how it's a struggle for you as well. Ugh. I see another Hollywood female in trouble with their marriage to Emily Ratajkowski has filed for divorce. I know sad, dry your eyes. It's okay. Uh, apparently uh, hubby has been cheating. It's been in the news. Uh, it's been reported that he was a dog and he's been out there, you know, he's a serial cheater, but then, uh, Emily was seen, you know, photographed without her wedding ring on. And now it's official. She's moved out of their place in New York and she's officially filed for divorce from, uh, Sebastian bear McClard, who she's had a kid with, uh, they've got, they had a kid last year. Uh, I th- what was the kid's Sylvester? Yeah. Uh, in March of 2021. So they've got a young kid. And, uh, so she filed for divorce cause he cheated. It does, uh, go back to my old joke though. <laughs> As just remember, this is just a joke. Okay. It's just a joke. It's not real, but jokes do come from a real place sometimes. And you'd think to yourself, wow, Emily Ratajkowski, she's a model. She's an actress. She's so beautiful. How could this guy cheat on her? Well, You know, the joke is, you show me a good-looking woman, I'll show you a man tired of her. (laughs) It's just a joke. It's just a joke. (laughs) Oh, stop it. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey, just a heads up, uh, life in the train age, uh, starting today, us railroads said they would delay shipments of some materials in advance of, of, of a potential strike by more than 90,000 rail employees. Oh, okay. Unions representing, uh, the employees have threatened to walk out starting Friday. 
over disagreements with their work scheduling. Many of the people who work in a two-person cruise on trains have to be on call seven days a week, which makes planning non-work activities with family or friends basically impossible. A strike would halt all activity along U.S.'s 140,000-mile rail network. What could possibly go wrong? I mean, nothing gets shipped on a rail line, right? Uh, wrong. The U.S. economy would lose $2 billion every single day that trains aren't moving. Okay. Uh, that from the uh, Association of American Railroads. Uh, because while, uh, you know, we all think uh, freight trains, uh, you know, they're just blocking your car at the crossing. Uh, they're integral to getting goods where they need to be. One third of U.S. grain exports travel by rail. A disruption of those moments uh, would worsen food shortages across the world. About half of all U.S. fertilizer travels in trains. The CEO of a fertilizer trade group warned lawmakers that the drying up of fertilizer flows would raise food prices for consumers. How do over 75% of finished vehicles get from factories to dealerships? By train. One rail car can carry as many as 2,000 UPS packages. Uh, hello, couldn't we just ask some truck drivers to pick up the cargo during the rail work stoppage? Not really. You need 467,000 more long-haul truckers per day to make up the shortfall. <laughs> uh, that's good. That's good. Though. Let's let them strike. Let's, let's piss off the rail workers. Let's do that. Considering uh, the U.S. economy would nearly implode if trains were to stop running, uh, you know, the government has been trying to keep close tabs on the negotiations, but uh, nothing seems to be working out. Congress has the power to block the strike from happening if a deal isn't reached. But if I'm a rail worker, uh, you know, okay, and, and you're telling me I can't strike. All right, but uh, man, am I sick. I do not feel good. Whew. Wish I Wish I could go to work. But, man, I think I have, uh, let's see, I don't know, do they call it the train flu? Do they call it uh, uh, rail flu? Because uh, that could be happening. Uh, that could be happening. And it's sad because, I mean, I, I just was, we have trains go not far from my house every day. Uh, it's a busy, busy train line going into Fort Worth. And I was just stopped at the light waiting for the train yesterday. And it was just cars full of coal. I wonder what they were using. What all that coal gets used for. I wonder what all that coal gets used for. Huh. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe if you can, if you can remind me what that coal, what people use coal for. Yeah, they'll send me an email. Chewingthefatattheblaze.com. That's for the life of me. I can't figure out, you know, why they need to ship all that coal on those rail lines. <laughs> uh, keep your fingers crossed, say a prayer or whatever. You do not want the rail lines shut down. And then, uh, you know, we have uh, flights being canceled all over the world. Uh, and there's an airport in Amsterdam. The, uh, I think it's the Schiaparelli airport or some people call it amorphophallus i think that's the way it's pronounced i could be wrong they have asked airlines to cancel flights between 4 and 11 p.m uh just one day so far due to labor shortages we don't have enough people so how about you just stop flying into our airport for a while uh that is not good 
That is not good. Employees in the terminal are working as hard as they can to ensure that everyone can travel, but unfortunately there's a chance that travelers will miss their flight due to long waiting times. Airlines uh, that comply with the request to cancel flights will be compensated. Wow. So, hey, we'll give you money, but please stop your flights. We don't want to have to try to work any harder than we're already working. Uh, it's coming to an airport near you soon. So good. That's good. That's good. Things are looking up. So the, uh, just, I mean, just in time for the rail strike, we'll go ahead and just stop shutting down uh, airline flights too. Good, good, good. Hey, the queen is uh, on the moon. Or Why do I keep thinking that the queen is on the moon? She's not on the moon. <laughs> the queen is on the move. Although she may be on the moon, I'll tell you that. Uh, the queen's coffin heads toward London. So she's on the move and uh, she's journeying from scotland to london and uh, the funeral is next monday and it's going to be a huge event a uh, diplomatic event from around the world is uh, coming to london for the funeral even our own president joseph robinette biden will be there yay that'll just be great that'll just be great it might be fun if uh if jill jill's will be there for sure uh, trying to keep him reined in. <laughs> uh, so it might be fun. We'll never know. I see where Australia is trying to make a move maybe to change their money. Uh, instead of putting uh, King Charles on it, they want Steve Irwin's face on the money. I don't know if it's a real proposal, but I certainly saw the story. So, I mean, there a lot of people aren't happy with the old King Charles. Uh, I see where Antigua and Barbados uh, may ditch the monarchy. The Prime Minister of the Caribbean Nation said it will hold a vote on whether to become a republic and remove King Charles III as head of state, joining other foreign, former colonies from revisiting their relationship with the British monarchy. Uh, most people haven't even bothered to think about it, according to the Prime Minister, but uh, becoming a republic would complete the circle of independence. So... Yay. I see where Prince William uh, gave the olive branch. We saw we saw Bill and Kate and Harry and Meghan all walk out to the flowers and meet and greet the crowd together. It was an amazing picture. I'll tell you that. Seeing all four of them walking together, apparently William sent out the olive branch and they had a 45-minute negotiation over the walkout to the flowers. So they were supposed to be out there and they delayed that walk for 45 minutes because probably Megan, I want to be on one side and you know, I don't want to walk with them. No, there's no, there's no mention of what the negotiation was. But they all made the walk together. So we'll see. They were all out there, uh, you know, hugging and shaking hands with everybody uh, outside of Windsor. And uh, it was an amazing sight to see all four of them walk out together. I mean, <laughs> uh, it was pretty incredible. Uh, pretty incredible times. Apparently, uh, Charles called William and said, Hey, uh, you know, throw him a bone and tell him you'll walk out there with him to the flowers and meet and greet the people. Okay. Uh, all right. And they did. Amazing. It was unbelievable. There was no, there was no fights going on out there in the flowers in front of the people. It was nothing, nothing but love. There was only a few pictures of, uh, looks of, really wasn't disdain. It was just, uh, you know, they were busy looking at each other, but they all played nice. It was pretty, pretty amazing. And so, and I know Harry's got a book coming out soon that's going to rip them apart. It's going <laughs> to, it's going to be awful. But, you know, we'll see. The funeral is, is another story now. 
Uh, we have Prince Andrew and Sarah are going to take care of the corgis. The queen was still, still liked Sarah even after the divorce. And Sarah loved the dogs. So Prince Andrew and Sarah are going to take care of the dogs, according to reports. Uh, lovable corgis. So the workers... So the, the workers for Andrew and Sarah are going to be taking care of the Queen's dogs. That's nice of them to step up. I see where Andrew, you know, he had everything ripped away from him. Uh, some people were heckling him at one point, but uh, he's supposed to, he was just wearing a suit as he was following the Queen's coffin because he can't wear his uniform and stuff. But because that was all stripped away from him, all his titles. I'm told that he gets to wear his little special title uniform for the funeral. I don't know if that's going to happen or not. We'll see if Charles allows that to happen. But it's reported that he'll get to wear his little, uh, you know, his outfit with all his awards and his titles for the funeral. I would say no to that. I mean, the queen was the one that pulled the plug on him for that. So I know he's got to pay respect to his sister. I mean, his mom. But, uh, you know, she's the one that pulled the plug on that because of his, uh, you know, his uh, his pal, Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see we shall see and speaking of Jeffrey Epstein I see where uh, it's being reported and I mean it makes sense in today's world right I mean they're certainly believable that the FBI could be sitting on explosive secret records involving Jeffrey Epstein what the FBI would have something to hide after all their interviews with Jeffrey Epstein so apparently a technofog uh said that uh, his freedom of information request uh, indicates that uh, the Bureau is hiding something. So would that surprise anyone? Would it surprise anyone that the FBI would be lying about Jeffrey Epstein? No. I mean, I watched My Son Hunter this weekend, and it's available. Just go to mysonhunter.com. Um Wow, I, I tell you, most, I mean, everything I knew, uh, pretty much, uh, in the movie, but to see it and hear it, uh, you know, it's presented the way it's presented in the movie, uh, it makes you, what's the word I'm looking for? Angry? Uh, makes you, uh, yeah, it just made me more angry at uh, the whole, Biden thing and uh, man I just want I just want that's I'm just going to leave it at that it's well worth the watch it was a fun ride uh, the way it was presented was a different way of presenting the information and I enjoyed it uh, mysonhunter.com uh, it was you know you can watch the movie I, you know it's, it's well worth the watch well worth the watch <laughs> This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. 
I see where psychedelics are, I guess, making a big comeback. A new study shows how psychedelics in conjunction with talk therapy have a potential to treat alcohol addictions. Okay. It's the latest evidence that hallucinogenic drugs, particularly mushrooms, uh, <laughs> the psilocybin, have medical uses. The study from uh, NYU uh, Langhorne Health, 93 heavy drinkers attended 12 psychotherapy sessions over the course of eight months. At two sessions, they received either psilocybin or an antihistamine placebo. By the end of the study, more than 80% of those in the psychedelic group drank heavily far less often compared to just over half of the placebo group. And uh, even more promising in the study, half of the hallucinogen group was full-on so sober compared to a quarter of the control group. Okay, so just give me the psilocybin and I will uh, I'll go ahead and stop drinking. <laughs> <laughs> all right good just a little micro dosing i'm good with that uh psilocybin maybe some micro dosing of some lsd okay no problem uh they think psilocybin may rewire parts of the brain associated with addictive habits nyu plans to start another larger trial that will take three years wow three years uh one day to get the fda's approval to use the drug for treating addiction Wow, three years, though. That seems like a long freaking time, man. Uh, psilocybin uh, is being used uh, by more young folks outside of the doctor's office, according to this study. Uh, a National Institute of Health report showed that use of hallucinogens, uh, hallucinogens, 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 why can't I even say that word? I mean, I was joking around not saying it, and now I can't say it at all. The hallucinogens jumped to a record high among adults in 2021, with 8% of respondents aged 19 to 30 reporting that used they had used hallucinogens, including LSD and psilocybin, in the past year. That's, a, that's up by like 3%, so that's a, you know, I guess that's a big number, but... To me, that doesn't seem like a big number. Although, uh, you know, everybody, you know, all these shows in the past, these all these television shows and streaming shows, and I say all, there's been, uh, you know, multiple shows that have people microdosing in those shows. So it doesn't surprise me that a small percentage of people would try it that hadn't tried it in the past. But good luck. Hey, good luck. If it works, it works. I see where we have a woman, and this is uh, this is actually big news, and <laughs> it's another story that you know I, I don't know that I believe it, but it's out there, so you know, okay. So apparently, uh, scientists in the UK have developed a test to determine whether people have Parkinson's disease, and it's thanks to the help of a woman who can sniff out the disorder you heard me right she can sniff out parkinson's disease a retired nurse from scotland knew her husband less had parkinson's over a decade before he was diagnosed when she identified a change in the way he smelled he had this musty rather unpleasant smell especially around his shoulders and the back of his neck and his skin had definitely changed i kept saying to him you're not showering properly. And he became quite angry about it at first. So she connected the smell to the disease after Les was diagnosed. And the couple 
uh, met people at a Parkinson's support group who had the same smell, according to the BBC. She found to have a hereditary hypersomnia, a heightened sensitivity to smells. So now they're working with her to develop a test that can identify people with Parkinson's disease. Oh, I don't, I don't know that I want her sniffing around me like that. But the test uses a simple cotton swab uh, run along the back of the neck. The researchers claim that the test is 95% accurate under laboratory conditions. Wow. By working with Joy, scientists found that uh, sebum, an oil, oily substance secreted from pores in the skin, contained 10 compounds linked to Parkinson's. They also discovered that the most accurate results came from sebum taken from the back of people's necks and between their shoulder blades, which is what Joy was saying, right? The shoulders, dude, you got to tower better, man. You're missing your shoulders. You're starting to stink. <laughs> That's not even funny. I don't want her sniffing around me, though. I don't know that I want to know. Because if she gets it early, there's still no, there's no cure, right? Okay, so I promised my husband before he died I would help in research. Yeah, there's no cure, no definitive diagnostic test for Parkinson's. Uh, so, I mean, if she's sniffing around saying, yep, you smell like Parkinson's, um, what are you going to do about it? Nothing. I don't want her sniffing around. You keep your nose to yourself, okay? Go tell somebody else they got Parkinson's. When you come up with a cure, let me know. I mean, I've been around it. I had one relative that had Parkinson's and it is not pretty. It is not a, it's not a pretty disease at all. And this guy, uh, went around the world as a test subject. He was in the military for a long time and, uh, he was diagnosed with Parkinson. I mean, the guy traveled the world. He built towers for the military. I mean, he's just, he was just a, he's a wonderful man. And he got Parkinson's and it was such a struggle. But he told the doctors at the VA, I'm your test subject. Find a cure. Find a cure. Use me. I don't care what you do. Find a cure. I don't want anybody else to get this. And uh, they tested him for, you know, years until they finally couldn't test him anymore. They said that he uh, had been tested so much and so many different things tried that uh, they wouldn't, if something worked, they wouldn't know why it worked because he had so much testing done. I mean, some things he would get and it would work for a brief time and then it would, you know, come back. It was just, it's just horrible. So when you find a cure, then let's get Joy back and she can start sniffing around me. But until then, I don't want her nose around me. And I know it was a big football weekend, uh, college and NFL. It was nice to have the NFL back. It's nice to have college football back. We had big losses, uh, surprise losses in both college and NFL. Uh, we got Brady back, and I see where the wife Giselle tweeted, Go Tom Brady. Uh, there's been, it's been reported that perhaps Tom uh, you know, knew the password and tweeted that himself. <laughs> so we'll see. But he... One and now uh, the Dallas Cowboys did not look good at all last night, and uh, we'll see. But one of the big stories that nobody's talking about is the fire in Miami. Uh, about a dozen cars torched at the Miami Dolphins game yesterday. Someone, I guess, left a grill uh, under their car without putting out the coals and started a fire, and uh, they burned a, like a dozen cars. 
you could see footage from some of the fans in the stadium. They're like, hey, what's that smoke coming from out there in the parking lot? And so the fire department was there. It took like 30 minutes to put the fire out, and they, they shut it all down. But no one, I mean, they didn't say, hey, if you parked in a lot to be, you may want to check it out. Nope, they just waited for the people to come out of the stadium after the game. How bad would that suck? Walking out of that stadium after uh, after the game, you just spent, you know, four hours or more inside that stadium enjoying the game perhaps partaking in some extracurricular activities and uh you've been partying you were out at tailgating so you were there early because you were the one i mean if you're the one that had the grill left uh there's going to be a, a tough road to hoe but even if you were just parked out there and then you come back out and it's one of your cars that's just burned to the ground <laughs> Was the game still worth it? I don't know. I don't know, but it would not be a fun sight to come walking out of that stadium and coming down the parking lot. Hey, what's going on? Wow, some people had their cars burned. Wait, that one's mine. Man, that would suck. And you can quote me on that. All right, thanks for listening. I appreciate you uh, listening to Chewing the Fat. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at JeffyJFR. Facebook and Instagram is Jeff Fisher Radio. You can follow me on uh, YouTube, Chewing the Fat with Jeff Fisher. If you would like a cameo, that's not free, but you can go to at JeffyJFR and order a cameo. Happy to do it for you. And uh, you can always email the show, as I stated earlier, ChewingTheFat at TheBlaze.com. <laughs> Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.